Welcome everyone to Politically High Tech. This is 116 episode with your host, Elias Illusion Empire. In this episode, we're going to go through various things here, especially in the first segment. We're going to deal with the Inflation Reduction Act here, gives the details what does the Tax Foundation think about it. They are a center right organization. They do have some criticism, and you do give some praises on a few po- on a few points, but a little more criticism. And then we, of course, we got U.S. inflation tops forecast. That's not a good thing. That's cementing more hikes, 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 which is going to contract economic growth, and that's going to eventually lead to job loss. U.S. The United States military dominance in space is in question because Russia and China, well, especially China, is ramping up production so they could try to dominate space he was the undisputed leader but now that's being in question and this guy who bragged is now is where we as hell very very alarming and for the second segment mid-tech i've interviewed mr pete zaborski who is the founder of real talk it is a social media platform that's structured similar to reddit well when you hear the interview, he'll give you more specifics on that. I interview him about censorship, about privacy in general as well. Not just about real talk. How this is a real deal to counter Facebook, Twitter, and I'm not sure about TikTok, but it's going to counter at least Facebook and Twitter with their censorship and insanity. Well, I hope. If I want to be optimistic, I'll put TikTok in there as well. And that's and that's all for the second segment. The third segment, we had two items. Two of them are regarding Christian rights. I don't want to see religious right because so disgusting. Religious is for fake Christians. I try to use that word a lot. And we have Florida Department of Education reports. Christian school gets the unlawful prayer ban. I believe they should just pray. Let let them pray, you know, Muslims are allowed to celebrate their religion, even Hinduists, and we don't bother them, that's good. But that same standard should be applied to Christians as well. That's the problem. Christians get attacked for it, even Jews to some degree. Well, certain sheiks as well. All religious rights to be protected. Be more idea if I was Christian, but that's not the world that we live in. So the government is on the side of the one who got banned. No, so they're actually against the law of the prayer ban. And yeah, complete disregards First Amendment principles. This is insanity. I'm happy there's some inroads in that. And then this one, a fellow Christian athlete scores a win in the federal court. And this is good because we should be able to pray. We don't clamp down on Buddhism and Hinduism. That's good. Also true. Why bother that? What, the God makes you feel condemned? Well, that's your own soul and conscience. You need to fix that. God's not a condemner. That's the devil. All right? And I'm happy that there's more Christian right cases happening, and they're leading to victories. Legal victories. Okay? So, we're going to talk about these two for weird topic finale. We're talking finale is about Christian rights. That's the name here. For that. So, with that out of the way, let's reach our first. Well, with that out of the way, let's reach our. Before we reach the first segment, we have to go through our usual sponsor. For those of you listening to the show, do you know how this goes already? All 
All right, welcome to the first segment. What do we have here about the details analysis of the Inflation Reduction Act tax provisions? So they criticize in particularly the tax provisions. This preliminary revenue and economic estimates. So about 29,000 full-time jobs are expected to be lost and wages are expected to decrease by 0.1%. Long-run GDP is going to be reduced by 0.2%. But however, net revenue will be increased by $324 billion. And the capital stock is going to be reduced by 0.3%. And this is... It's not sounding all that great. These percentages sound small, but our budget is in trillions of dollars. It's at 1% in the millions. They're going to pose a 50% minimum tax on corporate book income. They create 1% excise tax on stock repurchases. All right, it's not so bad. And of course, tax credit for green energy. Expands IRS enforcement funding by $80 billion for 10 years. Yeah, and arming them reasons so they're going to go after taxpayers in the middle class and the lower class but not the rich you thought that the democrats were for the poor and the middle class that's nah, a big lie none of these parties are they're for whoever could fund the crap out of them it's 95 percent excise tax on drug manufacturers to lower drug prices yep so decrease lower american families yeah that's not a good thing these were some of these tax i were Originate from the Build Back Better, which that got shot down. You can thank Manchin for that. First, I was kind of agreeing with it, but I'm looking for details. It was no. It's not going to kind of allow me to left the saying this is a win. Me, I'm not so sure yet. This is going to be a small W or a big L, but this is going to be uh, such, such insanity. And this is going to last until 2032. It seems like a long time, so it's a 10 year. And they're not going to expect increase right away when it comes to individual provisions, but for 2027, it should be some increase, some increase for 2027, 2028, and none again until, yeah, I mean, so it can be just a lump increase between those two years, and that's it. Corporate provisions is the one that kind of fluctuates an increase. 24 billion, 15 billion, and then about 2, 20.5, 0.2. Yeah, so it fluctuates. All tells me $182.5 billion. On the long term, it's going to be some increase. Problem is, it's not going to be, it's not going to be right away. And knowing how people are, they're going to be very impatient. Some people ain't going to see this because some people's in their last years of dying. So for 10 years, it's going to be a long time. So she knows either extremely unhealthy or very advanced in their age. I could see the whole effect of this. So I'm going to stop reading this because all I got because that's all you need to know. Of course, and then from Yahoo News, and that before I go into that, the the source of that will be from taxfoundation.org. Now from Bloomberg News, U.S. Consumer Price Research again. Biden was doing a victory lap dance, very tone deaf of him. He's very tone deaf. When you expect, never been a big fan of this guy. So price index increased 0.1%. The only thing is decreasing is gas prices, but that doesn't tell you the whole story. So essentials prices are up. Essentials that continues to go up throughout the world, mind you. Some more severe than others. And he's gonna keep raising on a seventy-five basis point rent hike. That's gonna go up, 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 causing inflation. Double-edged sword. Food costs went up from eleven point four percent from a year ago. 
oh since 1979. So the course overall increased from 0.7 from July from 6.2% from a year ago, almost since the early 1990s. This has really plagued the Democrats, especially Joe Biden. Then cost of goods expected to go up about 0.5%. Great. So price is not going to come down anytime soon. And air, airfares are going to drop because fuel prices have went down. So yeah, it's not that great news except Gavin, except for the gas. That part, that's the only bright side of all of that. Source for that, for that one was from Bloomberg News, Yahoo, Yahoo Finance. Now from NTD.com, U.S. military dominance in space, space most immediate threat from China. This is coming from a guy who says he can keep America on top. Lieutenant General Bradley C. Seltzman testifies before the Senate Armed Service Committee a couple of days ago. I mean, about a couple of days, three days ago. And then Senate Jim and Hofe has Republican from Oklahoma said the United States gone from a question leader to merely one of the two years in competition. Also, public don't even realize the situation. Yeah, you're right, because the mainstream media don't care. Have that bus launch, and mainstream media turns to other things. You know, woke stuff, celebrity garbage. Well, that's what most people care about. And they're catching up to us. Oh, look at that. Salesman sounds so confident. Now he sounds very worried. Says uh, neither China regime will cripple us today. He shifted with defensible architect as space called war fighting domain. So resilient in more defensible architecture to account the fact that Shave has shifted Manava to more contesting war fighting domain. So we're gonna see space fighting, assuming you know these super military powers get their way. They're gonna see a lot of space fighting. Pew pew. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of de some debris coming down here. Gotta watch it. I, I shouldn't have done that on the pew pew. It, it belittles the situation. This is serious stuff. Satellites can attack easily. Um, they could leverage the space technology for commercial markets to ensure space dominance. Okay, so you private enterprises. And they catch up to us on that, China. We gotta act like we the best and start actually proving that we the best. Stop saying it. Actually prove it. Oh, Saltzman could take it. He hasn't gotten a job yet, but you'll get it. Replacing John Raymond, General John Raymond. Alrighty then, buddy. Alrighty. And so, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. First, we went to induction, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. This could probably, in the long term, it's going to be a W for the Dems because most of them passed that. For the time being, it's going to be an L. Temporary L. Long term is gonna be a W, but let's see how long this well this bill is gonna last because it takes forever to get anything repealed. And we're gonna expect some job loss, wage decrease, long term GDP decrease, but that revenue will go up. So this is gonna be an incremental victory for something that's gonna take ten years. Uh, I can see why there's gonna be some disagreements. But this is how Democrats think. They think incremental, very complex in general. We'll see. U.S. inflation continues to persist. Except for gas, gas continues to stabilize, go downhill. Good, that's good, good, good. But the essential stuff continues to go up, 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 up in general since the late 1970s. And China, in short, is close to being on par with the United States. Oh, it was the unquestionable. Zero percent down. 
So he was a leader of space, but now that's being greatly challenged by China. And Russia is helping them out too. This is you know, quite the development. And this is not something that America should be taking lightly. America is not paying attention to this because mainstream media chooses not to pay attention to it. People look at the internet, do your research, don't rely on the mainstream media to filter your interests. So I can tell you. After that, we're going to get to this great interview that I am so excited for. And you're going to hear why. So let's just get the transition. Enough mumbling from here. All right. Let's transition to the second segment. Welcome everyone to the 100th and 16th episode of Politically High Tech. This is mid-tech. This is all about technology. And then basis conversation you're going to have, this could easily fit into the first segment as well. So once there's a nice transitional segment, that's up to you. So I have a guest here who has some serious, serious tech background. I mean, it's decades. I mean, if you want to call him a new kid in the block, you're not paying attention, obviously. Uh, we have Pete Zaborski, if I pronounce that correct. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I normally well get <laughs> wow, I normally get that from wrong because oof, the other the other guest, I destroyed his yeah, you might hear New York noise here and there, the liveliness of New York City. And yeah, it really never sleeps. It's true. All of that. So he is the founder and his words, project manager of Real Talk, which is a social media um site mostly catered to center right, right wing people. I want to be careful there with these labels because they're getting meaningless. They keep twist, twisting the definition of these various labels. And um, I think you put even parentheses, even the center left, if they could engage civilly. Um, I do have all, one question about that because not everyone on the left is about censorship and all that, especially the populist left. Those are the ones I ha I'm happy to talk to. They still got brain cells left. <laughs> That's the group of the left I'm willing to defend, um, but not the woke people. Oh yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to bash them. I'm happy to criticize them. I'm, I'm happy to bring millions of examples of their high level stupidity and insanity. You know, you, you can't define a man and a woman. I mean, oof. what's next? You can't define a baby. Oh, you know, there's great people. So I'm fifty something years old. I identify as a six year old. Great. Use your imagination to create your solution to to create the impact. What what's the effect of that? Okay, I'm not gonna go there. So let's welcome um Pete and and he's gonna introduce us what's real talk all about. And of course, um, I'm gonna put the link of that site as well. I think we need competition. Competition is healthy for any economy. That's my strong belief. Even when I used to be a center left person, I always believed that. My class, my camp has always been classic liberal. That's why I start off the center left person. So competition is healthy. Big tech is anti-competition. They're more monopolistic, unfortunately. And you know what? Let me be quiet. You introduce our real talk. Well, thank you for inviting me on the show. Uh, so I'm, I'm the founder of Retalk, as you said, and it's a new social network for people who are frustrated with, with Silicon Valley and Silicon Valley censorship. 
Uh, and I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been building internet businesses for the last 20 years. Um, you know, I, I started out when I was 15. I taught myself programming. I was sitting there under a poster of Metallica and coding a, a new online game when I was 15. And as that's progressed, um, I've, I've also built a website that's all about teaching people about privacy online because I think privacy is like a massive issue right now. Um, and, and the last couple of years, I've become more and more concerned about censorship and how many, many people don't feel like they can ex express themselves honestly online. Um, and I think both as an entrepreneur, um, I think there's an opportunity there, but also just on principle, I think it's extremely important to be able to have free discussion about almost every issue. Um, so, so I thought I can create a new social network and that's what Retalk is. And it's been running for a year and a half now and we've got around 200,000 members. So it's going quite well. And yeah, and I'm that, that's this. This is kind of my primary focus now. And let me just emphasize the spelling because some people might think we talk is W E T A L K. No, it's actually R E cap, well, capital T or lowercase c. I'm not sure that matters or if it's that case sensitive, but it's R E T A L K. Yeah, yeah. So just like re talk. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, the W and R in the English language, it sounds similar sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried to pick a, I, I took a long time, probably a month or so to come up with a brand I was looking for, like something that's short, memorable, um, but also, I mean, it's quite hard to find things that are, are available now, but it it seems I'm definitely very happy with it now. And I've got retalk.com, so it's it sounds really good. And just in case you don't understand the audio for any reason, I'll just put the link in the description. Yeah. yeah. That there. Yeah. Try to accommodate to many listeners or learners or their learning styles, really. That's how that's I'm sensitive to that. So let's see how what success have you gained for real talk? Let me just start there. I think the I, I'm so as a tech founder, I think the tech side didn't actually cause many issues for us. Uh, obviously, it's difficult, but I've got a, a team of three programmers who are doing it, and I'm also I also know how to program, and I've got a tech background, so. That part of it, I think, is fairly solid, and we've got a, a pretty decent, you know, user experience. It, the site doesn't usually go down, or I'm sure now that I say that, maybe it's going to go down soon. But uh, as it happens, but so the, so the tech side, I think, is is quite strong. Um, I think we were talking earlier, and 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 I, I agree that many of these initiatives on, let's say, the right or conservatives, these new platforms that have been created, they've run into tech issues because. It seems like everyone who's in tech is is very woke, and I, I don't know. Somehow, people on the right don't seem to be don't seem to be able to create um, tech products. Um, I think maybe that's something where Retalk is a bit different. That we've actually got a solid uh, tech background, um, and yeah. So I've been advertising it on uh, on newsletters. Uh, I even advertise it on Facebook sometimes, which is quite ironic. Um, so I think the I would have hoped that it would go a little bit more viral now. Now, so we've got two hundred thousand users, but I was hoping maybe like a year and we'd be at slightly more than that. So, I think the tech side is pretty successful. The the marketing side, I'm still sort of working on and still trying to get the app to go viral. But you know, that's why I'm on these podcasts and trying to get the word out there as much as possible. Yeah, no, and obviously, um, want to do my part as well to promote competition and promote a more healthy concept of monopolistic tyranny that we deal with, with big tech but the facebook well instagram's under them 
and Google, YouTube is under them. So your listeners, I hope you're getting the pattern here. Yeah, I think <laughs> and of you... course TikTok, which is a yeah pretty different beast, <laughs> which is growing massively. Yeah, I think what you said is really important because I think a lot of there's there's a lot of frustration in for for people on the right, and a lot of them seem to be saying, well, we need some sort of government regulation on social media because this situation is intolerable. But I think. That's not the answer. I think the answer is actually more competition and just let new platforms emerge, let competition be created. And I mean, you can see that, you know, TikTok is a serious, serious threat now to to Instagram and to Facebook. So obviously they they can be challenged. So I think that government intervention should be like the last thing you ever do if if there's a really big problem. And I think we're we're not there yet. So I definitely I'm definitely in favor of competition as well. And what and me just to be a proud bias. TikTok is utter crap when it comes to privacy. I agree. You're selling your information to China. I don't care if I sound biased or not. But also, you're letting, them, yeah, you're letting them manipulate your thoughts as well. I mean, they're, they're deciding what videos to show you. So you're going to be affected by, you know, the videos that the Chinese government want you to see. It's it's insane. I mean, can't believe people actually exposing them to themselves to this. Oh, yeah. Over billions. Is, yeah. is it the billion mark already? It's it's amazing. And I knew this was going to grow. And I look at the background and say, I am not. I mean, I, I I only signed up for one, but I only gave them like the most base. I give a lot of bullcrap information. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see what this is about. And I, the way I saw how this thing was used, I said, oh, crap, this is going to grow. Something super short, super addictive. Attention span is going to be, I think even the goldfish has a better attention span than a human being these days. I don't know. I'm willing to go that far to say that. I mean, you watch all these little one-minute-ish videos, and before you know it, an hour, two hours has passed because you just watch this, this twerking, this misinformation. They spread out of misinformation, too, by the way. I mean, a ton. If I go through each information I've encountered, we're going to be here for seven days straight. And that's well, just me scratching yeah. the surface. Yeah, I mean, they... I, I, I... I saw a few people complaining, and I don't know if I don't have proof of this, but I I think it's probably true. Apparently, in China, they they show completely different types of videos on on the Chinese version of TikTok, and they have sort of inspirational young people. They have like I don't know people solving math problems and things like that. So, like videos that actually inspire you to be smart, to be creative. Um, whereas for the rest of the world, they just show complete and utter junk to just fry our brains and to kill every single brain cell that we have. So, um, you know, if you're if you're letting China do that, then that's a big, big problem. I confirm that. I think I watch one YouTuber. He has an interesting thing. Nuvemis. He's ex- he has exposed that actually. So I could back up what you're saying with evidence. Well, they might take down his channel. That's the problem. So this is time sensitive evidence. Find his channel, look for it. He's exposed that he's Asian himself. He showed what you're talking about. Inspiration, culture, dance, not twerking, shaking your ass just to show the world that you're the best, most beautiful hoe to the rest of the world, except for China, obviously, because they know better. I mean, and, and it's and it's algorithm. And I think the other level of manipulation is algorithm. They're going to go by what? these people like and they like junk you're gonna get more junk i mean because well i talked someone out of um getting to tiktok and and i which was shocked i'm shocked that it worked because i thought it was gonna work um because this person is watching religious stuff this person's in a boomer category would consider 
old is like a derogatory term for old people in America, especially the millennials keep promoting it. Sally, I'm in that generation. Ugh, with that stupid thinking. But she was watching religious stuff. It gave more religious stuff. So it's, I would say it's definitely based on what the user's interested in. But the, but what they, but the main advertisements, which is something that I want to talk to a little, a little bit, they show dances, they show, I mean, they show creative stuff. I give them that credit. Ugh, I, I hate, I hate praising them. But well, if you think kind of, about it, all they, all they have to do probably is, you know, in 90% of the time they show you things you're interested in, but then in the remaining 10%, what do they show you? And then maybe in China, they show them stuff that's like super inspiring. And maybe in America, they show you complete crap. So it, you can always sort of play with the amount of stuff that you show people and, and what it actually is. But I think probably it's, 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 a, it's a really easy way to, I mean, it's a psychological manipulation tool. That's what TikTok is, I think. Um, and it's, it's, we shouldn't give um, them that much power, I think. I agree. I totally agree. No argument from, no argument for me. None. Good. Because, because no, I, you know, I'm supposed to be that generation to be brainwashed by, especially the the younger generation. Forget it. That's gonna be a hard knock to crack. Cause they they love that TikTok. They disowning on Facebook and Instagram, which is the source of that threat. Cause they always want to be the hip. No, you're not the hip. You're not the it. It's TikTok, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> so it's just. Yeah, they grab. They have the the young audience. I mean, Facebook was well the last decade, but we're no longer in 2010s. We in 2022, and times have tra- changed drastically within those two decades. Well, I mean, Facebook started at like like campuses of of uh, colleges and universities. So that back then, I mean, that was what young people did, and that was the cool one. Um, it's yeah, it's been a long time since then. Obviously, it's not the cool app anymore. No, they lost that, and they need to deal with reality instead of just shoving their head in, in the metaverse. Ooh, there you go, another bashing. All right, enough of me bashing them. Let me, yeah, because I'm already giving them attention. They already got more than enough attention from billions of different ways, literally speaking. We talked about this definitely briefly. How does your site differentiate from? Well, forget Paul. Paul is dead to me. Truth. Donald Trump's social media, which is not doing that well, by the way. Well, the, the big thing about Retalk is that it's not built around following people. It's not it's not about having, you know, lots of VIPs and important people and Donald Trump that you can follow because I I, I don't really like that model. And even though I use Twitter, right, I hate the fact that I use it. Um, Retalk is built around discussion about issues and commu- and uh, interests. So we, we build communities around gardening or politics or history or motorbikes, whatever you want. And then you can talk about those issues and you actually subscribe to those issues or interests rather than to people. And I mean, that creates a completely different dynamic on the actual network. And it's not about, you know, influencers or like really narcissistic people showing themselves off and saying clever things. It's about building grassroots communities. Everyone can contribute. Um, I mean, we we recently changed our tagline to where everyone gets heard. So sort of retalk is where everyone gets heard. And that's because you can contribute to the community. People will engage with you. They will appreciate you. So it's, it's very much about building a grassroots community rather than just following certain people and just listening to them. It's, it's a bit like Reddit. So if you, if you know Reddit, then it's very similar to that where you have subreddits built around interests. Um, that was my, I mean, I, I, 
when I was thinking about what products to actually create, I, I really like that type of format. And I, and I also think, I also thought, you know, I don't have the budget to, I don't know, get Donald Trump on my platform. So, um, so I thought, okay, well, I'll have to build grassroots communities. And I think that this type of format is much better for doing that. And I don't have to pay all these very important people to, to post content on there. No, and not everything should be about him either. So I agree with your approach, even if you did have the budget. Um, I would, I would still, you know, that's just me. I think I, I spent, yeah, that we better spend elsewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe interface, for example, with a nice interface, you know, I, I'm not, maybe at most I could be a outside consultant, but <laughs> that, you know, I just provide some ideas on that, how that money could be spent because I've seen non-for-profits, they spend money on such stupid things and, you know, they they say they want to take care of people, but yet when it comes to spending money, they only take care of the executive. Well, that's at best that's like one percent of the organization. Okay, great. So uh, enough enough of that. I I could go on for a while there. So how can this compete with big names? We already mentioned it multiple times already: the TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah, the it's obviously very very hard uh it's it, i i think the hardest part for for me is 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 the marketing part um tech wise we've you know we we can we've built it we can scale it um it's it's working quite well but it's always a challenge to actually get it in front of people and you know i i'm an entrepreneur and i've i've made some money from previous ventures but i'm you know i'm still restricted in terms of finances so i can't just you know plaster the the brand everywhere um so for us, I think it's 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 building the building the marketing, getting it to go viral. That's that's quite a challenging part of it. Um, but I would say we have the tech kind of on our side. I think we we do the tech part better. And also, I'm I'm I've done a lot of uh, they call it sort of direct response marketing online, and that that just means that you're not you know it's not about TV adverts where you're just putting the brand out there and you know five million people see it. It's about do people actually sign up? They see an advert. Do they actually sign up? You have sort of real-time data about how people are signing up. And I'm quite well-versed in that type of advertising. So I hope that we have an advantage where I, you know, the tech is better, the the, the sort of, let's say, the grassroots marketing or the, the very, very uh, nitty-gritty of the marketing I'm quite good at. So I hope that I can work with a much smaller budget and compete with these large names um and and sort of eventually it's, it's not it's not going to be a quick process it's it's more of a slow and steady wins the race but i i hope that we we are going to win the race yeah i mean i actually appreciate that answer because it is really not easy but if you're successful it'll be all worth it to take down these tyrannical tech titans there you go yeah, also, it's 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 very difficult. Like when Facebook started, it was such a unique new product that people were sharing it and it went viral. But those those days are kind of gone because there's so many platforms and websites and brands that are vying for your attention. So it's not it's much, much harder for things to go viral. And people don't actually know, but like uh, TikTok spent billions of dollars on Facebook, Snapchat, and uh, YouTube ads, I think. So it's not like re uh, TikTok actually just went viral by itself. They they put a lot of money behind it to actually get it this big. Um, so, I mean, unfortunately, and this is this is something I wasn't expecting. Um, this is something I've learned since launching Retalk is um, 
it's it's much much more difficult to to grab people's attention these days and to get them to share a new platform and to talk about it. Um, I think it was much easier back when sort of Facebook and Reddit were created. So that that does mean that I need to spend a lot more money marketing it to to get it to be popular. Right. Yeah. It it it, it is difficult. I mean, well, I'm gonna support. I'm definitely gonna support the David this um battle. I'm sure you could put two and two together, listeners. Uh, what I'm referring to. So the question I have is, I'm not sure this is just a conscious audience decision. That's why I'm assuming at least. Um, why you don't target, well, yeah, why you don't target the, the center left for pro-free speech or even the populist left? I'm not talking about the wokesters. We already know where they're at. Forget them. That'd be a waste of energy time. Yeah, this was all, you could almost look at this as a, it's almost a bit of a business decision on my part. I think the the most frustrated people are people on the right in terms of censorship. Uh, most of the issues that the left want to discuss, they, they can still discuss it on Facebook and Twitter without being banned. Um, although I would, <laughs> that's getting harder. So like um, there, there, there's definitely like a lot of feminists, I think, who are getting super, super frustrated and they can't discuss things uh, anymore on these current platforms. So the situation is definitely getting worse. I just think it's it's probably easier for me to speak to a, a crowd on the right and to get them to try a new platform than it is one on the left. But um, as we said on our on our, I think it's on our sort of about us page, we're very very happy to have left wing people on the platform, and it's it's really good when left wing people engage. Um, it's more of a problem where we do regularly have people who just come on to purposefully troll the community and to piss them off and. You know, and, and even that's fine a couple of times. I mean, I don't, I believe in free speech. They, you know, feel free to debate. But when someone's sort of week on week just coming in to just piss everyone off, um, eventually you have to moderate that because it's, uh, it, 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 it starts, it's, it's, it's someone with bad intentions. Like they're not engaging in good faith. And that's, that I don't, that doesn't really help the, the brand or the community or, or the product. Well, this just goes without saying. I, I support um, free speech. Uh, for for the most part, I would say the top I think moderation moderate in policing will be enforced. I would say like like that harasser. I would say that's a very good example of that because you know some people say, "Oh, this platform is completely free speech." You know what that means, right? You mean you're gonna invite a troll, and I'm just gonna use me as a troll for example, harassing Pete every day say oh you're small busy ain't gonna succeed and then and then the next day i harass again try to insult your mother your father and all of that stuff oh i got that got real personal disgusting and then i think that's when um moderation has its place when you're dealing with people like that if it's just someone expressing a different opinion which sadly some censorship has happened based on those different opinions like um oh there's only two genders that's a ridiculous use of sen- like censorship or policing. But if you're gonna, but if you're gonna target it towards a troll who is harassing, I, well, for me, this this is just putting my two cents. For I'll say three days in a row. Okay, three strikes, you're out. Three, you know, third times a charm. Okay, get rid of that person. Yeah, and another, I think another example which people can really identify with is what? If, what if I come in? And I'm constantly sort of, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a bot, but I am constantly spamming my, you know, I'm advertising something or I'm trying to sell you something. And 
I could be doing that in like a manipulative way where I'm claiming I'm independent, but I'm trying to sell you something. Um, you know, you, you don't, when someone does that too much, you don't want them on the platform. And I think everyone understands that if, if someone's spamming adverts and crap on a platform, you know, that it theoretically under free speech that should be protected, but it doesn't help a platform and it's also manipulative and it's, it's, uh, it's wrong. So there are, I think, most people can easily understand that in cases like that, you do need some moderation. But obviously, when you're discussing issues in good faith, in in a normal tone of voice or whatever, that that shouldn't be censored. And me, even though I'm a Christian, I should be, you know, theoretically speaking, I should use any profanity, but I violated that way too many times. <laughs> you know, I'm really honest with myself. Well, that's I, I yeah. Think- so that that's interesting because we that, that that's another thing where I think retalk is trying to build something new is that my theory is as much as possible, let people say what they want. So if you want to say profanity, fine, but then we've built this filter, for example, where you can people actually, so people reading your comments can say, can you just hide all profane, all profane comments for me? Because I don't like reading profanity. And I think that's like a really good way to think about free speech is okay. You can say whatever you want, but we're going to hide stuff that other people don't want to see. So we built this profanity filter and about 30% of our members switched it on. Um, so, you know, if you don't want to see profane uh, content, you don't have to, but we don't restrict anyone in saying it. Um, and we're going to, we're probably going to build a few more f- uh, filters like that. So like, if you don't want to see any political content, you can just remove it instantly and we'll filter those out. And then, cause I, cause I think a lot of people get, you know, you get tired of politics after a while. I mean, your podcast is split in half um, because you don't want to talk about politics all day. Um, so that, that's another thing we're doing is to, to be able to filter out political content. And I think it's I think that's a really cool way to think about free speech is, okay, let's try and let people speak and say whatever they want. But on the other side, we let people control what they actually see. I agree with that. More options, the better. Yes. I want to see, I, you know, I have to, I have to agree with that. I, you know, it gets my invisible seal of approval. Well, I'm happy I joined Ret- um, Retalk. If I want to become a more sophisticated, clean mouth 40 year old, <laughs> then I could just brand my, rebrand myself in that direction easily. So, you know, and I think, um, and this is Sally, well, I'm going to just use Facebook. That's when I was going down. I'm, I'm tired of free promoting TikTok. I know they they getting no more mentions out of my mouth. They got more than enough. Um, so for Facebook and Instagram, because they own by the same person, you know, let's see if you're aware of that. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, ring a bell. Great. So, so um, they have a they have um a feature that they cover the gory photo. So that's supposed to be controversial. And they say, you know, and then they have a button to uncover it, but they give this warning that all oh, this could be triggering or it's disturbing. Any of those terminologies that they use. I mean, me, I actually like that feature because not everyone wants to see, I don't know, a person split in half and you get to see some of their intestines sticking out. I mean, I mean it mean, you know, as a stereotypical man, it don't phase me as much, but a stereotypical woman consumer and i do say that there are some women that have a manly mindset i want to i don't want to put them all in the same bucket you know they they don't want to see that very disturbing and graphic photo so 
I agree with features like that. But I think what's interesting about the Facebook one is I'm pretty sure they like they place the control within sort of Facebook. It's Facebook deciding what's what's bad and what's good and what's hidden and what's not. And I that, and again, that's kind of a step further because I think the ideally what you'd want is for is for me to say, do I want to see gore? Do I want to see profanity? Do I want to see something else? Um, nudity? And then we filter based on that. But what I have a problem with is why is why is Facebook deciding this kind of stuff? It sh they should ask me, and then I should be able to decide for for future photos. Um, also, for me, it, it it's annoying because these types of photos, I always get curious, and I think, okay, why is this hidden? I have to click on it. Like on Retalk, we just hide it completely, so you don't you don't, you're not thinking about what you're missing. It's it's a bit annoying on Facebook, but. You know, you, you, if I feel like I want to click on it, I don't know if you do. Oh, I do. No, definitely. Yeah. It's tempting. I said, yeah. no, don't jump over the gate. You know, we have this, we have this, you know, humans in general, I'll say most humans have this rebellious um, nature. Well, I'm, I'm not, well, I'm not sure if you're a Christian. I mean, even the Bible, you know, even the Bible says, look, we use law to expose how sinful you are. We tell you, thou shalt not kill. You're going to kill. Don't kill. You know, it's a very dramatic example, but you know, you get the point. It's, you know, that's baiting, just like that Facebook. That that's true. And I was going to say that. So why is Facebook telling me what's inappropriate? It's like nanny state. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's nanny state mindset. That's the thing. I that's the portion that I disagree. That's a, I'm happy that you brought that up. So I'm happy that you did. I, I'm not surprised you're just going to bring that up because you're already uh. Well, it's, wow. yeah, it's, I agree. It's a nanny state thing. It's it's like um, these uh, taxes that they're doing for like high fat products. I mean, why why can't you just let people decide? I, I mean, I, I mean, you said you're classically liberal, but I, I I think we're completely in agreement there. I mean, fundamentally, everyone should just be able to make their own choices. Let everyone be free as long as they're not harming others. I mean, one hundred percent agree that 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 should be the the underlying philosophy behind anything. I agree. No matter how many times I criticize people. But deep down inside my heart, I say, you know, they made the choice. As long as they're not ruining my life with it, directly I could counter that. Then I saw react. But indirectly, I say, eh, whatever. Well, I think this is the, I mean, it's it's the, the it's part of Christianity as well. I mean, it's the, he, he who throws the first stone or whatever, like, you... You, you might say that something is wrong, but you still let the other person do it. It's not it's not like you're stopping them from doing anything. It, it, everyone should be free to make their own mistakes. And just because I think something's wrong doesn't mean I don't think other people should be able to do it. And I think that that's that's one of the that should be one of the fundamental driving forces of Christianity as well as just, you know, we believe what what we believe. You can do whatever you want, um, but I might think that's wrong. But, you know, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> No, I agree with that. And that's what should be. But God is extremely misinterpreted. And this is me criticizing the church because he makes it he's militaristic, strict, uh, unforgiving. You got to work for that forgiveness. You know, that that's that's when I clash with the church. Even though yeah, I mean, I know probably quite a few Christians might disagree with what I just said. So it's a it's a it's, it's a bit of a debate. But I, ideally, I think that should be how how we how our attitude to other people. God does not force his way. If he did, I'm sure it would have been better in some aspects. But the thing, but humans are like, what the hell? I can't do what I want. And then this creates this rebellion. I mean, God is very aware of the human nature. I'm sure of that. So, you know, and 
you know, if you want to follow God's path, you know, he don't he don't force his way. He doesn't. It's very clear in the Bible. Uh, Jesus could have thrown a stone at that adulterer. He didn't. You know, and there was a Samaritan woman who had five different husbands. He didn't judge her. So yeah. he might he might be sad or whatever. You know, he's sad because he see because he really sees what human nature is all about. But he's not gonna just I don't know use a lightning rod or something just to strike down this person. Oh, this person is a oh this person wants to preach this. You know, they, he lets them preach the butt, but he will, but he does not keep his mouth shut, especially with the Pharisees. But I don't want to get too much into the Christian, to the Christian stuff. I, I would love to, but I, I want to stick, stick, <laughs> stick, I, to, I, I stick to, yeah. to technology. Yeah, stick to technology <laughs> yeah. here. You know, this, you know, you only get a glitter of Christianity. Sorry, listeners, you got that'll be the next segment if I decide I could go deeper in that route. What do you think? Well, you already mentioned this a little bit. What do you think is the solution to deal with censorship social media? You already said. Government regulation is not the way. And, you know, at first, you talked to me two years ago, I would have debated pretty hard about that. But based on how stupid these politicians are, it's like, yeah, government is not the best way. Government is too damn corrupt and sometimes too damn stupid to even handle because a lot of them don't have no idea. Some on the left don't, and especially those on the right. They don't understand social media. You could tell the way they ask questions, try to interrogate Mark Zuckerberg. He's just looking serious and scared. But by the time he he gets out of that door, the cameras are off. He's just psh, shrugging it off. Oh, bureaucrats just posturing their power. You know, I mean, so you said, so based on what I gather, and I'm just going to take this straight out of the previous, in, one of your very first interview, you let, you let the market decide when it's, natural organically slow change right that's where i'm getting it yeah ideally let the market decide let mark zuckerberg make his own mistakes he can mess up facebook and get people to leave because he's censoring everyone and then you know the market will take care of it and there will be new products like retalk like true social and and people can gather there having said that i think you, you touched on this one of the big problems is that these i think there's these tech products, billions of people use them. And then these politicians have thought, aha, that's somewhere where I can uh, use my power to influence and to manipulate. And they've been using this sort of soft power to get Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey at Twitter and all, all these other platforms. They, they, they've been pushing them to pursue the, their politicians' agenda. So I think there's power games going on, obviously, between politicians and these social media companies. I mean... Theoretically, uh, this shouldn't, I don't think this should be allowed in the US, but obviously it takes a long time for the law to catch up with this type of thing or the constitution. Um, and, and I don't, you know, Zuckerberg revealed in his last Joe Rogan interview that sort of the FBI told him almost to censor the Hunter Biden th story. So there's obviously massive pressure coming from politicians on these social platforms. And I, I, that does concern me because if government is involved in the existing platforms, that might mean that there isn't really a free market anymore. Like, can you actually beat Facebook plus government power? I, maybe not. Um, so I think it's very concerning and we need to be very aware of the fact that, um, you know, especially like libertarians and people on the side of free markets, it sounds like a good dream, but like, are these actually free markets? You need to think about that very carefully and, it might be that 
these platforms are so important now to politicians that they want to protect it at all costs. So I guess it's quite risky starting something like Retalk because I think it is a it is the type of product and in a market that's very much at the center of attention right now and politicians want to control these platforms. Um, but but I still hope that there's a there's enough of a free market left that I can actually succeed in it and and uh, create a new product. I mean, I mean, if they're going to let the Chinese do it, then why shouldn't they let me do it? All right. And like I said, every time the Congress does the interrogation trial style, um, yeah, the interrogation, it's a joke. Nothing really changes it. I mean, it, yeah, it, that was a sh- that was a revelation to me. I was thinking that's one of my theories. Maybe the government's really threatening him, and he's, of course, bowing down. You know, not bowing down, but he's of course he's doing this out of fear because, you know, if you don't listen to the FBI, I mean, FBI it could be you know, very fact guys a dangerous agency to have yeah. as your enemy. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not gonna listen to them, hmm. You know, I don't want to even imagine yeah. that. You want to possibly. be a very, yeah, you want to be a very brave person to stand up to the FBI. <laughs> yeah, the Congress is nothing. Congress is is child's play compared to the FBI. But FBI, the CIA, yeah, I don't, I don't even think I have that kind of level of bravery to be honest. I consider myself a pretty brave person. But politicians, I can just give them a finger and it's ah, oh, piss off. You just, you could be replaced. But FBI and CIA and the NSA, hmm, they're very powerful entities. One has to be very smart, very, very smart. I don't know, or, go, or I don't know, hide in Russia like Edward Snowden yeah, yeah. That's like That's the only solution that pops in my head. I mean, very smart of him to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, America's number one enemy since Cold War. Well, and now China, China's actually being a good competitor on that as well. Yeah, I can't forget that. So and I mean, what, they did to Julian, to... Yeah, what they did to oh, Julian yeah. Assange as well is is uh like a obviously that that's that's there to scare everyone else. <laughs> this is what we can do. Yeah, and he's as free speech as he could be. Um, so I mean he 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 should be US, but you know, the US is changing for the worse when it comes to these government because we are the revenues we free market, you know, you have um liberal social values but i mean reality is a different story and it always has been it's always the theoretical stuff based on what this ideologue's pushing but what in reality is always different i think that's why it's to be vigilant but i'm happy that people in the right are finding their ways around it even the populist left tools against us because there is there is there is a group of leftists that, that are against us so we're supposed to be liberal to the and you know, mostly classic sense, and you know, some will go social liberals. Okay, I, I won't agree with you on everything, but that's better than this woke garbage. You know, now and well, as of right now, a little local news I'm going to shove in here real quick. New York City birth clinics are now changing to mothers of pregnant women to now birthing persons. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> oh, you know, and they're. Mine, let me try to channel whatever little woke energy I got left. Oh, trans man could get birth. They're like literally changing language for what, like 0.001% minority of the population. It's it's a bit strange. Yeah, and this is why, and sadly, the reason why they're doing this because 
just to provide a bit of a context, the Democrat Party controls 90% of city council. 90%. It's like California. It's a one-party state, basically. Yeah. 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 Upstate is a bit different. They got their blue and their red. It's more moderate in general. But New York, New York City, as a city, it's a one-party state. And even independents, I'm registered independent. Even registered independents outpopulate Mm -hmm. registered Republicans. And sadly, I don't know what's going on with some of these people in dependence. Stop going along. Well, you're supposed to be independent. You're supposed to be critical. You're supposed to have some ideas that, you know, that challenges the inside of this box, take a thing outside of the box. But no, that's not happening with, I would say, half the independents. I say, you might as well be a Democrat. Be honest. You know, stop saying you're independent, yet you go left on many positions. No, you're not an independent. No, me as as someone snoops into my voting record, it's been a mix of third party, blue, and red. So if you're smart, Democrats, if you want my vote, you have to kiss my ass really, really hard for it, which I, which they don't. They don't have to really because the numbers are on their side. But that's just yeah, that's me and my little posture that I got left running out of that energy. But. Anyways, 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 I, I could go on for a long while with, with this garbage. Yeah, you can't say men and women are different. You get banned. Stupid. I mean, that's an insane way to use censorship. And yeah, and and you know what? Not even the gay is considered a gold standard of a Democrat. It's it's a trans because a gay criticizes a trans. Oh, that gay person got canceled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> women are getting canceled. Even the feminist women are getting canceled. Yeah. Hey, if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling like crap, if you're feeling you're in the outside, join We Talk so you can learn how to talk again. Read exactly. as repeat. <laughs> talk again. I, yeah, that and that just came out on the fly. <laughs> but I think subconsciously I, I was already there because I know what it's like. I've been censored a few times and I laughed at it. I said, just because of this joke, this is promoting racism. I said, but that woman, that black woman's face looked like the me with that black face smiling. I said, this is not. I said, no, you think it's racist. No, no, no. Don't try to label me as a racist. I, I'm friends with a good amount of people from different races. So don't, no, no, don't try to label me as that. I said, no, 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 no. And I'm going to proudly say, no, fuck you, Facebook. Try to label me as a racist. No, no. Yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, because, you know, I, let me just let me stop right here. Suckenberg, yeah, Suckenberg here could could lick a dead man's dick, not mine. So there you go. I, I I get profane, and this is violating Christian values, obviously. But yeah, it's, I'm a hot, it's a big, yeah, it's a hot topic, and it, it does get very emotional. I mean, if you can't <laughs> if you can't speak, people get pretty pissed off. Oh, and people are even more pissed off, especially on the on the right, obviously, and and those on the populist left. Like Kim Iverson's a good example I give. She's pro free speech. She has left wing point of views, but she's against this whole big tech thing. And she's been very consistent on that issue. That's one of the few left wingers that I would recommend to join on We Talk. But someone like Chris Hayes, I would not recommend that. And yeah, Chris Hayes and who else promotes censorship? Oliver Dorsey, these people in. Brian Seltzer, CNN, these people. Yeah, uh, yeah. if you're going to bring those people in, that's going to create trouble. 
because they are very pro censorship, even though they try to word it differently. It's, no, 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 we're not. We need moderation. It's about protecting shut people. The fu- no, it's a shut <laughs> the misinformation. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. misinformation. No, they, they are part of the misinformation too. Lack of self awareness is amazing. These people, I, I could go on for a while. All right, so one more question I have. Oh, look at that. Time flies when but I get excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also you also said before that you also deal with um privacy, right? I mean, we already talked about censorship, like privacy. I think privacy is still a very big concern. And you and obviously you're very sensitive to trends, especially major trends that I see so far, which is good. I'm this is gonna have to be sensitive to that. So you already got the acumen. It's just probably the execution of this marketing because of the big tech privilege, really. That's the only thing that I also want. Once you do that, you're you're in a you're in an almost guaranteed path to success. So what's that all about for those who are worried about privacy? Well, privacy is it's it's really central to to, to even our if you want to go really really deep, privacy is essential for our psychology because. Privacy is where, you know, it's, it's like this barrier around you and within that barrier, you know, you, could, you decide who you let in, who you tell your secrets to. And within your privacy is where you sort of experiment, where you can, you know, everyone likes to occasionally say stupid stuff um, without being judged, without being censored. And when your privacy is taken away, I think you, you start acting more and more controlled. You're more and more worried about being watched. And you're, you just become less and less likely to experiment, to be free, to, to make mistakes. And I think that's, that's a massive problem when you take that away. And it takes, it takes away really freedom and development from people if you, if you don't have any privacy. And what's happened over the last 10 years is more and more absolutely everything that you do online is being tracked, is being recorded somewhere. Um, we, yeah, so, so I worked on this for 10 years. And the trouble is the big tech companies, so Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and Google, they really, you, you can't get around them. Even if you use, you know, the best ad blocker, there are chances that they will still see what you're doing. Um, you know, if you use Google Chrome, it's probably going to share some data about your, your web browsing. So they really have their tentacles across the whole of the web. Um, and, and no one has any freedom anymore, any privacy, if, if you're, if you don't take active steps towards doing it. Um, so I, I, so everyone really should be first of all aware of this and then, um, try and sort of look into how you can protect your data if you really want to. And it's, it's becoming harder and harder. Um, but I think it's, it's really important that we, we decide what happens to our data and not, not someone else. Yeah. These damn, ads that just i mean so far based on what i see they use it for mostly marketing but still you don't want that private stuff just to leak out so it's for me it's more of a principle you know and i'm not gonna even justify that whole ad use i mean you you get i mean these algorithms are so smart that it it's great it's you know it's scary okay i'm looking for boots now you're gonna see more boots I'm looking for, okay, let me just use me for example. I'm looking for bra. Oh, now you're going to get more bra. Okay. More and it's also centralized. Like everything is moving sort of into these central places, into like a couple of companies. Um, it's funny. I found a video of Steve Jobs in 1995. So what over 20 years ago, talking about the internet. And he sort of laughingly says, the internet's a great place because Microsoft doesn't own it. And 
unfortunately, here we are in 2022, and I would say the internet is basically owned by five or six companies. Um, so it's it's a big problem, I think, and I'm I'm very much in favor of trying to decentralize the internet. I think it would be a better place if it's more and more decentralized. And I, I hope that the direction that the internet is going in and is more de decentralization, but it's, it's definitely a David and Goliath fight, that's for sure. Yeah, I think Web 3.0 promised that in quotes, but it looks like the promises failing with cryptocurrency down the tubes and all that. Only one more question. I'm probably going a little over time, but that's fine. Um, I, could, I, I could be more efficient. I could cut down 10 minutes here, five minutes there. So one more thing, and I want to talk about DuckDuckGo because that's the one that brands itself as being a search engine, but yet it protects your privacy. I just want to hear your opinions on that. I think privacy-wise, their, their heart is in the right place and they've been building the product for a while and they've got, you know, they've got their sort of ad block product for your browser as well and you can block a lot of tracking there. Although I'd say you, you're still potentially tracked by, by Google and Facebook in certain cases. So, um, so it's not perfect. Um, what, what is a little bit concerning, though, is that they, when the whole Russia-Ukraine war happened, DuckDuckGo started censoring results from Russian news sources. Um, and, you know, it's, I'm sure there's loads of propaganda coming out of Russia and they're going to lots of misinformation. But I mean, the answer isn't just to just to sort of ban all that. It's it's ridiculous. It's, and why why is it DuckDuckGo that's deciding that or Google or Facebook or whatever? They they're, they're not the they don't know the truth about every single issue. Um, so that I thought privacy wise. Yeah, DuckDuckGo is good, but I, they definitely lost a few points in, in my respect for them. Um, based off of that action of of uh, engaging in censorship, I totally agree. I'm totally, I'm happy that you even brought up that that um, example. Yeah, I, and I mean, even Kim, um, I'm going to refer one time. Kim Iris is a populist leftist. She used DuckDuckGo, and she lost respect for them, and she even stopped using them. After. Well, I don't know. She stopped using them. I can't speak for her on that, but I, I you could tell I listen to her a good amount of times, especially for better left wing analysis of politics. Um, yes, but she lost a lot of respect for them. That's for sure. She said, I can't respect them. Like, you know, I got to treat them pretty similar to Google and Facebook and TikTok. So, yeah, not, yeah. I, I mean, I, I still use them. I still use DuckDuckGo for search engine, but the thing is I can't, you know, before it was golden standard. Now I gotta, yeah. And I gotta take that off because with that move, it just shows that they could be slowly moving in the same direction as the others. I won't be surprised based on the trajectory of where things are going. All righty then. Um, is there anything you want to add before we wrap this up? I think what, what I always say at the end is uh, don't don't complain on Facebook or Twitter about censorship, but actually use a different product. So, you know, if you're, if you're frustrated about censorship, then, then try Retalk. And it's, I think it's really, really important that everyone, um, that it tries new products, you know, and try it out, see if you like it. You know, if you don't, don't you don't have to use it. But I, I think just if you if you see a problem, it's really important that you give a chance to new products re like Retalk. So that's my uh, that's my message to everyone. And you can search for Retalk on the App Store if you want to check it out as an app, or just uh, the website is retalk.com. Yeah, no, and this is I'm sounding a broken record to some of you listeners. Try something new. Stop going the same pattern of repetition, normalcy. If you really don't like your life, that in these changes, you know, if you're 
so flustered and frustrated with censorship, especially in this level that we in. The woke stuff gets promoted and even anti-police rhetoric gets promoted. And, you know, I'm not against them promoting the ideology, but challenging them to get censorship, that's when I turn against it. People could speak any weird crap that they want. It's up to the public to see that and shame them <laughs> for, for their for their point of view. I also, you know, I support organic backlash. If it's true, it says just done by a few machines and make it seem like it's a million people that hates it. So give it a shot. Give Real Talk a shot. And they have more organic community set up. It's, you know, like he said, it's similar to Reddit. It's more about topics, interests than the person, you know. And if you can't stand Donald Trump, give this one a try, too, because he's not in here. You know, so I'm not I mean, there. My list is right now about the biggest fan of him, even though I voted more right wing um, recently on some things. But I'm not the biggest fan of him. But just join in. Don't join that truth garbage that everything has to be Donald Trump's way. He senses anything that's against, you know, his ideology, which to me, you're no better than the others. And I knew that was going to happen because he's a bit of an egomaniac. So give Real Talk a try. Just give me, not Real Talk, We Talk a try. Excuse me. We Talk. R-E-T-A-L-K. Okay? That's all I can say. Give it a shot. I'm gonna put the link in the description. All right, that's all I can say about that. Great, thank you. All right, welcome to the third and final segment. We're going to talk about Christian rights prevailing, surely. It's quicker than I thought. So let's look at both of us going to be from the firstliberty.org. I want to promote them. This is for especially those who care about the rights to pray to God. If you're an atheist, if you don't care, then you can just get out of this episode because the rest of this episode, it's all about Christian rights. Yes, it's all about Christian rights. If you're atheist or if you're some reason offended by Christianity, don't listen to this episode. I don't need your nonsense. So, this case, I started. It's originally in 2015. Case of involved two Christian private schools to compete in state championships. Raising attack of religious freedom. The Florida High School Athletic Association was permitted for using city funds on microphone. The FHSAA argues that prayer might be viewed as endorsing religion since students will be praying in the government properly. It claims that all speech over loudspeaker is government speech. Uh, it's saying that it argues that it disregards First Amendment core principles solely because of religion. Yep, it does say that. Religion, even secular government schools are allowed. This. This, of course, made way for them to do that. A prayer ban constitutes Ill illegal viewpoint discrimination and censors religious expression while allowing other speech. Yeah, so atheists could spit on God, crap on God, well, no, well, not that. They could talk bad about the Lord, that's fine. And they should have that right. They shouldn't. It would be unwise for them to do that, but that's their right. Um, yeah, I mean, Christian liberty is very important. I will not increase, I will not um, agree with exactly nationalizing Christianity, but we need to protect their rights. 
Not just from Florida, but across the school. Yeah, especially New York. That'd be harder. And they pointed multiple cases for references. President Carson versus Market, Shore versus City of Boston, Fulton versus City of Pennsylvania, Massapequa Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission, and Trinity Lutheran versus Colmer. Found that the government may not discriminate against religious practices and speech. So. And first, let me major victory for Coach Kennedy. The Supreme Court held private speech occurring in gun property. It's free exercise of freedom of speech clauses up in the first. This restored coach's right to pray, but it wasn't just went for the, the coach. Held that government cannot censor private religious expression. And that is very, the rules should be clear. Teachers, students, coach, employees to live free out and express their faith. Amen. Amen. And the Florida's Department of Education, which is a state, actually supports religious expression. I call it Christian expression. Religious ugh, disgusting. It is taking victory. It is taking victory. If you don't believe me, I'll put the sources below. I'm not just making this up just to make myself feel good. So the second one here is about a fellow Christian athlete scores a win in the federal court. So this one they make it to Supreme Court, but made it to the federal court, which is a notch below. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals recently had now victory that will help protect Christian liberty for faith-based student-led groups on public school campuses. It was because it's public school, and I do have a friend that me and him debate on religious expression. You don't care for it that much. I do. And the only way friendship's going to end is um, he has to cut me off. You're in, he will remain anonymous. So this is one for fellow Christianship athletes, FCA for short, a student-led club of many public schools and college campuses. They share their faith while they grow as athletes to serve community to pray and Bible say. I don't know why so many people are against it. You don't know why? Because people feel like crap. It's just they feel guilty. Instead of owning up to it, they want to attack people who are doing the right thing. Learn. Don't look at people's opposition. Look at people as inspiration. Saying school districts violate student rights. On that, um, you know, San Jose Unified School District, California teachers, administrators, shame bully, bully the clubs because of their religious beliefs. School district revokes the club status, getting rid of them in California. Of course, that's why California is going to hell. You know, under the First Amendment, our government must scrupulously be neutral when it comes to religion. See, neutral instead of being anti-Christian. Big difference. Neutral is let it be. Now, these religious groups worse than comparable secular ones. The school just did that. And they have marked two Christian liberty opinions in the U.S. Supreme Court. Kenny versus Bermington School District. Carson versus Market again. As I mentioned a second time, thinks these rules in our very national schools have more freedom than they have a half a century ago. And that's when you start with really it's assaulting um, Christian rights. So recent ones are in our faith. We gain constitutional rights and freedoms being restored to America. One in decades soon left, they say, Cub met at San Jose's Pioneer High School. However, teachers singing out religious belief, ridiculed the goals to protest and harass the club, and all acts disagree with a statement of faith. They say beliefs should be treated as, equi as equivalent to, wow, sexual harassment. Eventually, all those clubs got their statuses revoked, and they possibly to keep meeting. Face protests, hostility, social media threats, the same ones that the far left cry about when they targeted them because everybody else is fair game. 
Because they're faithy, not, you know, even though they're open to all, and no LGBTQ still ever complain about being excluded. We don't exclude LGBTQ people. I mean, most Christians don't, and those that do are phonies, and they shouldn't be called Christian. But we look at the Bible, I know it says homosexuality is, you know, not just homosexuality, sexual morality is a sin. And sexual morality does include heterosexual lust. So you ain't just being critical of of homosexual lust, but we also, the Bible says, are very critical of heterosexual lust. The only sex they allow is between a man and a woman to make a baby. Yeah, that's the biblical standard. That's the biblical standard. And uh, we should include those um, to keep them to our churches. We need to love them, we need to help them. You know, whatever problems that they're going through. We should be open by, we shouldn't be forceful either. I'm, I'm sure there's some Christian bigots that hate gay people. I'm not saying that. I've met a couple of them. But, you know, all this comes from threats and all that. This loud imaginary from the far left and saying that hates God. They want to get rid of him and let the devil rape the nation. I mean, spiritually speaking, not literally speaking. But it will become literal once it's out of control. I'll say that. So, after all that, in 2022, FCA represented our friends of the Center of Law, Religious Freedom, and back in front of the federal court, challenging school decision. It violated 1984 Equality Access Act, a federal protecting student means and prohibiting schools from borrowing such things based on religious, political, philosophical, other speech content. And this also violates students' First Amendment free speech and exercise rights. That's contradicting with the woke and the left, right? So I want to do whatever I want, but these people are anti-free speech. Once you could come anti-free speech, that's a problem in my book. I agree that people should speak more decent, be more careful of their words, but if you force people into it, it's going to create all this insanity. Personally, filed a friend in the court, we argue that school did not apply relief but handily, even single FCA because it's religious belief. Decades schools, they've been doing that. They don't misunderstand the obligations, and that's why they screwed the article. No, 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 no. They understand. What they want to do is get rid of God. That's what they want to do. Come on, Beef. Come on. Don't, don't use this naive thinking. First Liberty. Come on, Kelly. Disagree with that. But what we need to do is tell them a lesson so they won't get away with trying to pick up Christian because they just think that we could be so meek and so nice they could get away with it. That's what it is. I'm not going to read all that case that they've done, but it's thriving. And thank God. There's victory going on. Thank God there's other media besides just the mainstream media because it's so, so, ugh. Most a lot of nonsense, really. To wrap this up, go to Prior Education. State Department supports the FHSAA, which stands for the Florida High School Athletic Association. And they won that case. It's been going on since 2015. And then we believe in the Lord, people. It's not going to be a cakewalk. He does not promise easy either. But he will give you strength and capability to do so. As long as you have faith with him. And freedom of speech is protected. The First Amendment. Okay? Just because they believe in God, doesn't all of a sudden the Constitution does not apply. I know secular people want it gone. Or people who believe in other things want it gone. They feel threatened by the Christian um, people. That's more on you and your imaginary demons. Look, if you want to call out fake Christians, I agree with you. I'll call out fake Christians. These are real Christians that are doing their thing, praying, great athletes, great students for the most part. And this one of the nine secret courses has handed out for you to protect religious liberty, even at 
San Jose who has been rejecting, excluding them single-handedly because of their and their presence can should be treated as equivalent to sexual harassment at teacher. That is mentally ill to the third power. Mentally ill. Just mentally ill. This is this, this is what happens to all this ungodliness and for a lot of people is asleep. Me, I was even asleep to this issue. I'm not gonna lie. No me, I'm pretty keen on some of the issues, but human, you only could pay attention to so much. You only could pay attention to so much. That gays have been doing that and they say they misunderstood. No, 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 no. They want to, they want to purge God out. That's what they want to do. The government's aware of this. They're protected, not just by the First Amendment, but also by the 1904 Equal Access Act. That's a, and that's in their jurisdiction as well, so. They know the law. It's just that they want to get rid of God since they think we're all going to be meek and just roll over. Well, they have another thing coming. Good work from the First Liberty. And the reason why I decided to talk about this because I think Christian liberty, religious liberty, is very, very important. And I don't want to just keep talking about the regular politics between Democrats and Republicans because that, that boards me after a while. It really does. So, stating that... Stating that, on the side, to talk about more spirituality, if like I was been drifting away in that direction, but I'm back. And that is all for this episode. Well, this one released in 918. Well, the next episode is not going to arrive. Nope, it is not going to arrive until October 2nd. Anything's going on, but I'm trying to keep this podcast rolling as much as possible. Thank you for your understanding. Have a blessed day or night.